2: Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's episode. It's Wednesday, March the 10th, and our top story is that a serving metropolitan police officer has been arrested in Kent on suspicion of murder following the disappearance of Sarah Everard. 33-year-old Sarah was last seen in Clapham in London a week ago when she left a friend's house. The marketing executive was walking home to Brixton, a journey that should have taken around 50 minutes. She was reported missing by her boyfriend the following day and the Met Police issued an appeal and CCTV image of Sarah two days later. Late last night, an officer was arrested in deal in connection with the disappearance. A woman was also detained on suspicion of assisting an offender. Assistant Commissioner Nick F. Grave made a statement this morning.
3: Yesterday evening, officers arrested a serving Metropolitan Police officer at an address in Kent in connection with the disappearance Sarah Everard. This man was taken into custody and remains in custody at a London police station. Our inquiries suggest that this officer was not on duty at the time of Sarah's disappearance. At the same time and at the same location, a woman was also arrested on suspicion of assisting an offender. She was also taken into custody and remains so at a London police station as I speak. This is a serious and significant development in our search for Sarah. And the fact that the man who's been arrested is a serving Metropolitan Police Officer is both shocking and deeply disturbing. I recognize the significant concern this will cause. It's really important that the investigation team are given the space and time to find Sarah, and they're working at all speed to do so. I would also like to thank all members of the public who have come forward since we made our appeal to give information. Every piece of information is important to us and I would reissue that request now that anyone who thinks they may know anything about Sarah's disappearance to come forward. As a father myself of four young women, I can only imagine the anguish that Sarah's family are feeling at this very, very difficult time. And my thoughts and prayers and those of the entire organisation are with them now.
2: Not long after that statement was made, police set up a tent outside a property in Freeman's Way in Deal and a car was removed from the driveway. KMTV's Katja Fowler was there earlier.
4: We have been told by neighbours is that the police presence has been here since around 8 p.m. last night. Um, we've spoken spoke to one neighbour um, and he said at around six or seven plain clothed uh, police cars arrived, um, and since then the police presence has been ongoing until you know until present. Um, I've also spoken to a, another neighbour who said she was woken up at about 4 a.m. this morning. Um, and there was sirens and more uh, marked police cars. Um, she also said she saw flashing lights, which she believed may be a photographer taking pictures. Um, other than that, this morning, all that's been going on is forensics coming in and uh, coming in and out of the house, going into the forensics tent. Um, there's quite a large media presence here. Um, there's at the moment um, only two police officers outside with one police marked car. Um, And yeah, I think earlier this morning, um, there was a tow truck towing away one of the cars. Um, But like I said, police haven't confirmed who lives inside the house. Um, This is just what we're hearing from residents. The officer arrested has been
2: named today as 48-year-old Wayne Cousins, who's understood to be a diplomatic protection officer based in Westminster. He's believed to have joined the force after working for his family's garage in Dover. This afternoon, police confirmed he had been arrested on suspicion of kidnap and further arrested on suspicion of murder, along with a separate allegation of indecent exposure. A major search has also been taking place at an abandoned leisure complex on Bears Lane in Great Chart near Ashford and Sky's crime correspondent Martin Brunt has spent the day there.
1: It's an isolated site and we've seen police... Searching parts of it, Uh, they've been out on the road looking at the ditches and the hedges around it, Uh, but all the signs are that uh, more and more officers are arriving.
2: Investigators are understood to be digging up the garden of the property in Deal and searching inside the house. For the very latest developments on this story, do head to kentonline.co.uk. You can see video footage from the scene and also a map explaining the areas that are being searched. You can also follow the very latest via our Facebook and Twitter.
0: The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks.
2: Research suggests the Kent coronavirus variant may be up to twice as deadly as previous mutations. It caused high infection and mortality rates in the county towards the end of last year before sweeping across the UK, creating the second wave. A study by experts from the Universities of Exeter and Bristol has worked out it's between 30% and 100% more deadly for adults. The daughter of a Medway man who died of COVID months before the first lockdown wants him to be a officially recognised as the first british victim of the virus 84-year-old peter atwood passed away in hospital on january the 30th last year he's also believed to be the first person to die from coronavirus outside of china where the pandemic originated A couple who claimed they were celebrating their anniversary at a house in Dartford have been fined for breaching coronavirus regulations. Three of their guests were also given penalty notices. Kent Police handed out 74 to those breaking lockdown rules over the weekend. Now, a bridal shop owner in Deal has described having her company's Instagram hacked as being like burgled in front of her eyes. Jessica McEgan clicked on a message supposedly from the social media company and was then asked to pay a €150 ransom to get her account back. She runs Bridal Boutique of Jewels and had been using the platform to connect with customers during the pandemic – the hack lost her six thousand followers. Jessica's been telling the Kent Online podcast more about what happened.
0: I received a message from, well, from Instagram. It said it was from Instagram actually within my Instagram messaging, and it said uh, basically I'd carried out copyright and I'd used an image that um, I shouldn't have used, and that I need to report it um, and discuss why why I've used this image and. Normally, I would never, ever use anyone's images or anything. I always credit people or tag people or, you know, credit the photographer. Um, but for this one instance, because of lockdown, and obviously business has not been able to function, I'd use the iconic um, friends image. I don't know if you know the three ladies sitting on the, the sofa with the wedding dresses on. So lots of people use have used that. And, uh, you know, I would never... I've even thought about it, lots of people use it, but because I had that little doubt in my mind that I'd use this image because we'd promoted um, an at-home delivery service of dresses to try and just get some sales, really. So I'd used this image of the three girls sitting on their home sofa in their dresses to promote this new service that I was offering. And because I'd used it in that back of my mind, when I received this e- e- email from... Um, Instagram I thought oh my goodness it must be that image and I panicked and I went to report it and it was at that point it just it was almost like someone was tugging a rope out of my hands and my Instagram was just disappearing in front of me um because obviously whenever I cl- went on to click to report the problem I don't know how it happened but then whoever was hacking into my my account then just managed to take control over it and it just went literally slipped out of my hands from there on in um until about probably 10 o'clock in the evening it was still going on Um, but what I'd done is my um, I've got a little cute little dog so (laughs) I'd set an account up for my son so that he could look at pictures of other cute dogs and post pictures of our little dog Um, so I went into his account to look at the Bridal Boutique of Jewels account and basically it said that the Bridal Boutique of Jewels was online and it was the weirdest feeling it was I was like, oh my goodness. It was like someone was in my home. It was so strange. And then I sent back, well, you've seen the the um the screenshots, obviously. I just, I, it, I said that it was online and I sent um what you know, please can I have my account back? And then it said the bridal boutique of jewels is typing. Well my heart was pounded. it was absolutely awful. I felt like I was being burgled right in front of my face. And it just went on from there. And then obviously they he I say he, he or she um then wanted the money. Um and then everything I then started getting emails through to my actual emails um, the shop email system um, and everything was being changed phone numbers were being changed passwords were being changed and I had literally no control over any of it and then he wiped all my other accounts so I couldn't even then access it from the the dog's account. She's now calling
2: on the company to take more action against hackers. Kent Online News. A man who attacked two men with a knife during an argument in Maidstone has been jailed for nine years. 46-year-old Leon Samuel from Albert Murray Close in Gravesend got on a train to escape from police but handed himself in the next day. There's anger today over plans to turn a former car showroom in Canterbury into a student reception area instead of shops or a restaurant. Developers have U-turned on proposals for the old Barrett site in the city and now want to use it as part of New Student Flats. Kent's crime commissioner has revealed how he was attacked while working in a shop and is backing calls for offenders to get tougher sentences. Matthew Scotts told the podcast he was kicked and punched by a group who were out to cause trouble. He's spoken out as Union Usdoor say eight in ten shop workers claim abuse has got worse during the pandemic.
1: It can have uh, long impacts upon anybody who's abused. I mean, I was a shop worker once and I was assaulted uh, during during my work on my way to work, I was assaulted outside the shop. So I know exactly what it's like for people. And that's why I think it's really important that we work with councils and businesses and the police uh, to protect shop workers.
4: That's awful. So you've got first hand experience and that's really terrible.
1: Yeah, and all I was trying to do, you know, it was uh, was go to work. There were people who were causing trouble out the front, and um, they decided that what they wanted to do was kick and punch me. So uh, I know exactly what it's uh, what it's like sometimes when people decide that that's what they want to do. Um, but the, the key thing is now is is putting that into practice. So I've been really keen to recruit more police, particularly in our town centres, so that they can go out and support shop workers in different. At retail and other settings. Uh, some councils have done some good work like Dartford and Dover investing in their CCTV networks uh, and my hope is that the courts will increase um, the sentences being given to some of these people who are sorting shop workers too, so um, my own experience means that I'm, I'm dedicated to making sure that we support our shop workers.
4: Yeah absolutely and I've seen a few stories where people have got aggressive or violent um, after being asked to wear face coverings in shops. Um, is that something that you've noticed and, and is there anything that can be done about that? Is it, is it a case of increasing the messaging or just sort of cracking down on it like you said with, with policing and CCTV?
1: Yeah, I think when it comes to face masks we all have a role to play. We have to take individual responsibility for doing that and I think on the whole the vast majority of people have done Um, and the police will work with the uh, retailers and other shops to make sure that message gets home we'll continue to through Kent police put those messages out there Uh, but ultimately there are some people who are just so ignorant that they wish to um, just go against the rules And, and my hope is that after they've been encouraged to put their mask on or told to leave the store that enforcement will be uh, swiftly followed afterwards and we've seen in recent weeks and months that Kent Police have been more proactive in that respect, not just on face coverings but also groups of people gathering.
4: And do you think there's enough protection um, legally for shop workers d- during, um, during the pandemic, or do you think there should be, like, like you mentioned, greater punishments for people who assault them?
1: Yeah, and I think that's where the problem really lies, is that in too many circumstances Um, they're not getting sufficient sentences for causing harm to shop workers, to nurses, firefighters or the police. That's why the government's announced today that they're doubling the sentence for people who assault emergency workers Uh, and I hope that they will have a look at the sentencing guidelines for those who are assaulting other people on our front line during this pandemic, particularly uh, shop workers, Uh, so they feel that they get protection not just from the police and from the local authority and their company, but also from the courts as well.
2: The government's being urged to create a new statutory offence of assaulting, threatening or abusing a retail worker. We're being warned the strong winds we've got at the moment could cause even more disruption in Kent. A yellow weather warning is in place from tonight until tomorrow afternoon. The Met Office say gusts of up to 70 miles per hour and heavy rain could cause travel delays and power cuts. We've already heard of some ferry services across the channel being disrupted. The huge saga office block in Folkestone has been sold. It's not clear how much the buyer paid for Bouvery House or what they plan to do with it just yet, but the agent had suggested it could be used for flats in the future. And work is underway to transform one of Britain's oldest hospitals in Medway into homes. St. Bartholomew's in Rochester is being converted into 150 properties as part of a £1.4 million scheme. Plans were approved last April, despite fears over the loss of local history.
1: Kent Online Sports.
2: Football, and it was a disappointing defeat for Gillingham last night in League One. They were unable to recover after conceding an early penalty to Fleetwood Town and lost 1-0. Jill's boss, Steve Evans, spoke to us after the game, and he wasn't happy with his players' performance or the referee. can't
5: poor. I not like, they're any better, but they get, you know, they get... They got a penalty in 45 seconds, which is simply. Let everyone judge get at home. At any point, in me going you know, on about referee is absolutely pathetic to me. He's really, really poor. He's really, really poor. Um, I don't really know the guy. I've just spoken to the head of referee, so says he'll get the penalty. But we were at it first half. we were poor. Players showing for me a lack of effort, lack of desire, lack of willingness to work hard. Um, when they like had second half time, Jack could be struggling a little bit. He's wanting a better performance to be fair, but he struggled a bit, we made a change. Listen, I nothing. second half, we probably, we certainly deserve to equalise if, you know, we're getting a couple of sloppy things, we're at the end, we was chasing, and Jack's got sloppy, Jack Tucker. But, um, but in fairness, we have apparently ourselves, I think Connor will be dragged to the ground. I think sure, Connor's taken out inside the box, just inside the box, but he's taken out. Um, we'll, we'll go away, certainly later on trip, and we're, we're really disappointed. It was, a, it was a big chance to come in and win. Um, it makes that a real task when the does that to
2: The result means Gillingham have slipped to 13th in the League One table as they prepare to travel to Swindon Town at the weekend. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. To do that, just head to subsaver.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online
5: Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.